Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hi. Hello, hello. So, um, General Hospital is on. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, we're going to be talking about uh-huh, Wednesday, uh-huh. Thursday, and Friday's episode because we, you and I, we uh, yes. talked about Monday and Tuesday's episode that aired this week, last week. So, yes. if you want, you can go back to the previous episode that we recorded and listen to that one. And so, this week, we're going to be talking about three episodes. I'd love to be able to promise a shorter podcast, but it won't be because <laughs> we don't know how to be shorter. It's so annoying because well, I still have to edit an hour-long episode. <laughs> I have practiced on being shorter. I know you do. I know you do. Isn't it nice that I didn't, like, jump on that? And just, I know. I, yeah, I let it lie. So when people let it lie, you make your, you you make short jokes on yourself. It was, it was my narrative. I got to, like, play it out the way I wanted to. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wow, quite the media <laughs> training already. <laughs> oh my gosh, since we're poking fun, who comes to mind? Curtis, I can't even, I didn't even, oh, you didn't let I, couldn't, I couldn't even wait, I'm so excited, I'm so excited. When he walked in, I'm like, yes, give it to me, this is gold, I love this. <laughs> so much what is wrong with you that was like going on in my mind listening to him talk. I was like, just leave him, like just, right? just, just send him divorce papers, like, like, seriously, all I was hearing when he started talking to Jordan was something like, how is counseling going to help when I've decided nothing will be better? Like, that's, <laughs> like, I didn't understand what he was trying to tell her when she was trying to bring up counseling. You know what I mean? Like, she kept trying to give him options of ways to talk around, let's say, illegal things. Yes. In therapy, like she's trying to point out, we can talk about our personal problems. We don't have to keep talking about crime, you know? And he was just like, no, it'll never work if we can't talk about everything. It's like, there's no gray area with this guy. No, there isn't. And I just think he's in that part of that relationship. Like, I remember when a big relationship of mine ended and he just get into like this, I want the whole world to know the truth. Everything must be about the truth. Everything is just so focused on the truth because you were missing the truth so I thought it was kind of funny that he's just on this truth finding self um what is it like self-care not even self-care his journey of finding himself like he doesn't want to be getting a, a life he doesn't but... want to yes which I like that he said that <laughs> it's really basically it's nice to feel like we're not crazy because that's all I was seeing from Curtis you know like in the past while it's not the Curtis that was first introduced to us it was this guy mm-hmm. who didn't have a life who was following Jordan around like a puppy dog so it was sort of nice to kind of hear that being like yeah it was totally intentional I know I don't have a life and I'm gonna try to get one well, what I love too is that you've been saying this for about a year, but it's really nice to see a guy in that role. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. There's just something, I know it's bizarre and I know a lot of people like maybe want them to work or think, mm-hmm. you know, Jordan's been wrong in a lot of ways. Sure, but I actually don't mind it. And I've said why, you know what I mean? I, I feel like the way Jordan behaves is no different than a lot of the like, you know, lead male characters on the show. So I kind of like it. And yes. she did seem sad. Like she Ish. seems sad. Ish. But I loved I loved when he was all like when when they were talking about therapy, like we're gonna talk, you're gonna talk to a stranger and not me. And I'm like, man, it's like the cornerstone of therapy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't go 
find the best friend slash therapist. You just find a therapist. And if you go, maybe she will learn to open up because clearly she doesn't think it's like a problem. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and again, like, I don't know. When I think about their love story, frankly, all I recall overall is him just wearing her down. Pretty much. And that's the thing. And even now when she's trying to quote unquote fight for her marriage, I still don't feel that energy. And then we have this scene of him and Portia at the club and there is an incredible amount of chemistry. Yeah. I I think it's like, you know, mutual interest. And so like, (laughs) and so when, when, when Jordan was like, she says something at the end, all dramatic, like, how did we get here, Curtis, like to her wedding picture? And I was like, immediately a lack of interest. Like there was legitimately such a lack of interest on her part regarding Curtis. And there was just so many other things, like even on Curtis's end, you know, like, I don't know, like, I don't know what he's doing with this separation. I, like, what I really hear is, yeah, I don't want to be with you anymore, but it feels too hard and too real. So let's just hang on. I can't promise you anything. And let's see what happens after I get a life. Let's see if I feel like you're equal after that. I know. I thought that was really weird that he said that because it's like you're asking her to wait, but not really wait, but kind of wait. But yeah. I just want to get back to the picture frame for a quick second. So, like, if I was nostalgic about losing my husband or, like, staring yeah. at that picture... When she finished talking to the picture, did you notice she put it back down face down? She didn't put it, like, staring at her? Yeah, she's over it. Yeah, like, like, oh, I'm I'm sad (laughs) for, like, right now. And then it's true. I I didn't even, like, pay attention to that. There were so many other funny things. Like, the fact that he's, like, you know, our problems aren't fixed. It's like, well, no kidding. You left (laughs) and you haven't spoken to her. So, like, why is that a shock? Like, I don't know. Like, a lot of it, I was like, to be honest, I was rolling my eyes. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're so dramatic, Curtis. Like, (laughs) just go find another job and just let her go. Like, just be honest. You know what I mean? Like, I I think in all honesty, just bye. I think he just doesn't want it anymore. And he doesn't want to fix it either. I know that he's mad, but I. it's just that if you're going to separate with, like, let's see what happens. If you're not going to, like, I don't know. He, he's not suggesting that he wants to even invest in her at all. Not that yes. I blame him, but I don't know. Given that Jordan made that ultimatum, I don't see her hanging around for more than a week. Nah, same. And so did you notice that the nightclub was the second, the second new set? <gasps> um, hello? Yes. <laughs> I was so excited. I'm like, oh my God. Okay, people are watching. Viewers, there's still viewership. There's money coming in there. They have some new sets happening. It always makes my heart happy. It does. It does make me happy. Um, okay, look, one more. Just one more. Just one more. <laughs> <laughs> Curtis Dig. When he goes to her and says, we have to be okay being individuals. Being separate. And I'm like, that's what Jordan's been doing. That's why you're separating from her. She's got that down. What are you talking about? Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. That was the last one. That was the last one. <laughs> okay, but since we're talking about the club, you know, Portia, just a little nod to her because her speech about like why she was so happy to be out. Yeah. Every mom on earth yeah. relate to that. I was like, yes, yes. Yeah, so re- so relatable. The moment she like you, the, she didn't even have to talk. It was her face. You know what yes. I mean? Like even initially when she was like, I'll come to the club with you, right away I was like, she's not <laughs> interested in Curtis. Nope. The woman needs a night out. Like it's it's so obvious. She just needs some time for herself. Like remember, she's new into the town and she pretty much just has work and um Trina. 
which I thought was even funnier laid on top of the whole fact that Curtis's marriage is falling apart he kind of thinks this chick is like into him so Jordan's not into him Portia just wants a night out like it's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny how you're how you're saying that you know what I mean that he's like not catching the vibes like in in a right way mm-hmm. for, like for right now anyways in regards to Portia but it reminds me of Michael a little bit because like what's with this dude like facilitating <gasps> oh. interactions with these women with other men it's like oh what? yeah here Chase come on in and, and date my ex-wife and then Sasha let me just take you to that other guy that you're super interested in like it was just really weird it, it felt like Michael was just handing off these women, like obviously unintentionally to a certain degree, but Mm -hmm. really facilitating relationships that don't involve him. He's like the opposite of a matchmaker. (laughs) Well, 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 I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah, okay, never mind. But I was kind of annoyed that he asked Sasha out for Valentine's Day. Like, I'm sorry, his whole speech about like a fresh start and let's see where this goes. But like Sasha just went through hell and it's not the kind of relationship you just go in like tippy toe in it's like you're in or you're out i am on sasha's side so like do not mess with her because she just starts to be with brando so when like michael and sasha like he needs to invest and when brando said like that one liner to sasha where he's like it was just the way he said it and his intense gaze he said it was like sex talk right oh my god so you took the words right out of my mouth he said like nothing wrong with taking it slow and steady like my voice is terrible right now because it's not sexy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I felt uncomfortable. Like I felt uncomfortable after Brando said that. And then it was even funnier watching Michael look over and being like, wait a second. Are you interested in another man besides me? And it's like exactly that. It's like while I like Michael and he's typically quite thoughtful, mm-hmm. there is something about his approach to Sasha that does make me protective of her. The girl right? doesn't need it. She does not need a hero. She can handle herself. But it makes me feel like watch it. Like, you know what I mean? Like before it felt like he was teasing her, holding her hand. And like now he's pretty much like, you know, because when she questioned like, oh, you asked me on on Valentine's Day of all nights. What mm-hmm. I also heard was like, yeah, who cares? Let's see where this goes. No promises. And all I kept thinking was, so like, you want to have sex? Like, it's just, and I know that's not Michael, <laughs> but that's how it came off. Like, this is not just anybody in your life. This is a significant person, someone you considered marrying. And and then you're telling her, let's just see how it goes. And um, yeah, let's just let's just go with the flow. See where the night takes us. It was just I don't know, a little out of well, touch. He, yes, out of touch and selfish because the first one of the first things that Brando asked, even though he was shot, was he asked Sasha about her recovery. Something that Michael hasn't really touched. He just kind of said, "I'm sorry you're going through this," but he doesn't have the depth and the experience to really understand what she's going through. Where Brando, in a matter of less than five minutes, made sure to check in on her. Make sure she's okay and set a yeah. hotline to her. Unfortunately, yeah, that's exactly what happened. And you're so right. Um, he, you know, Michael doesn't have that understanding of what it is to live with addiction. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Brando has that firsthand experience that creates a shorthand between him and Sasha. And I don't know, like Michael, I just felt really like, what is happening? Like, I, I felt mm-hmm. like I wasn't buying a lot of what he was saying. P.S. Congratulations to him in real life. He proposed to his girlfriend the same week yes. that Chase finds out he's pregnant. Like in oh real life. Oh my gosh. Yes. Super How cute. Cool. I read both of those. Amazing. Congrats to them both. 
Okay, so back to Michael being a douche. <laughs> so there was there that that conversation he had with Sasha. I was like, what? When he's all like, yeah, like some things can't be undone, right? Like it's weird. Like I'm for some friendship, and I'm like, I, I just didn't know what to think. And I'm like, really, your friendship's ruined forever? I think we all know that's not necessarily true. Like, like I'm just saying, like if you guys. You know, Chase is very much in your life. You're co-parenting with Willow. I just think that over time, like, you can kind of get past anything. I just, I don't know. I just found it weird watching mm -hmm. Michael try to pretend to hold a grudge. I don't need, I think it was just him trying to express in a very odd way that some things can't be undone. It's him and Willow. He can't forget about that. He can't rewind time. He, he still obviously hung up on her. And I think that little speech was a speech to himself about that. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Because it's true. When he did say things can't be undone, part of me was questioning what part exactly. And then he went on to say it was the friendship part. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. okay. And like, I don't even know what to think about Willow. I feel like I've missed Ugh. a couple of episodes when it comes uh -huh. to her and Chase. Like, so you've decided to date now. You know what I mean? Right? Like, I'm like, all right, he's showing up for Valentine's Day. But like, even their date, I have to say, uh. I was just like laughing. I'm like, this is so weird because <laughs> I'm having a flashback to the con like to the time in their relationship between Willow and Chase where he was like when she thought she was pregnant and she wasn't. And yes. he was saying, like, I love our life. I don't mm -hmm. want like a baby just yet. You know, we're not there yet. I don't mm -hmm. want that. And then to watch her be on a date with him and have her have her family life and then him on the side it was really <laughs> weird because she she's pretty much like she's like oh my god he's just like redoing the whole house like he buys me everything <laughs> if i want it i got it and then he's like oh my god am i talking about michael too much and i'm like yeah like just okay like how is she gonna go back to that little apartment that right. one bedroom and their wine guy which has nothing on her new wine guy exactly so it was bizarre listening to her talk and like even just watching the flow between her and Michael. Like they sh like they have a family. Like regardless of being married or not, there's still yes. a family. They there's still a cordial and loving relationship between the two of them. So it was funny to watch to think of their past issue and then watch what was happening right in front to see that divide. Okay, so you're not ready for a family. Cool. That's all right. She has one. Now she has a family, but now you're <laughs> on the outside. It's weird. It's weird. And then you saw him like absorbing the reality of what's happening. But then he like pushed himself real yeah. hard back into his bubble world where he's like, I'm just happy to be here with you. I'm like, yeah, but for how long can you tolerate all this talk of Michael and her family life? I don't know. But he did have a confident moment when he talked about loving the wine. She's like, you'll love it. He's like, I already do. Like he, he, you know, he had a moment of confidence, a moment where he attempted to stake his claim on Willow. But mm -hmm. like now that we're talking, cause look, Chase said he didn't want kids then. It's not something that's out of the realm of possibility. It just wasn't the right time for him. And it does make me wonder, what would this mean for Willow going forward? You know what I mean? What would this mean for their dynamic if she eventually mm -hmm. does have this family with Chase? Oh, it's almost like Mike, if, if that happened, it would be like Chase and Michael having custody of Willow and sharing yep. custody. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it felt like. Like you put oh. the words into my head because I was trying to like figure out when he opened the door, 
And he's like, oh, yeah, Willow's over here. She was just upstairs with Riley. It's like saying, oh, uh, my daughter was just finishing getting dressed. Can you give her five minutes and she'll be down so you can take her out on your date? Like, it was yeah. weird. It was, it was, the handoff was then bizarre. And then when Sasha came, and I'm like, what oh. did I miss where everyone, like, swapped back and forth? Oh, my gosh. I have some inappropriate stuff I want to talk about. And these dresses, girl, made me think of you. Why? Because you're saying about how they're just changing Willow's overall look and her sequin oh, yes. low cut dress, and then Sasha in her low cut dress. I was like, "Damn, girls, you look good." They, they looked stunning, and again, yes. like I said, Willow is beautiful, but for some reason, yes. they feel the need to be like, "But look, it's like you don't have to convince." There's them. more. We know. We know. <laughs> they're both stunning, but yeah, no, they looked really great. So. It's just the reason why I said let's talk about something inappropriate. It's because we <laughs> use the word swap with the couple, mm-hmm. with the couples. Mm-hmm. And I I know I'm jumping, but I want to just talk about Sam and Dante for a sec. Um, because oh, a yes. lot of people have some opinion about... Between, like, you know, about Sam and Dante hooking up. Like, so one of the biggest, um, the biggest issues that people tend to have is the fact that she slept with Sonny. Not that she slept with Sonny, but that, you know, her stillborn child is technically Dante's sister or half-sister. Uh-huh. Okay. And so, and so then, obviously, they share Leo. They, they acknowledge that. Yes. But what's even funnier is that... Mars underscore mama pointed out and half sister Christina. Oh crap, I didn't even think of that. So then I was like, wait a second, they have a half brother Leo. Uh-huh. I, I was doing, um, uh, you know, a soap opera family tree in my head, DNA, genetic, <laughs> genetic. Was there a necklace involved? <laughs> I, I did or the any jewelry. jewelry, sans okay. jewelry. Okay, okay, okay. Um, good, good. <laughs> And so I was thinking, wait, how do they have a mutual half-brother in Leo and have a mutual half-sibling <laughs> in Christina? <laughs> and then I was like, oh my gosh, their respective biological parents did a swap. Oh, crap. Right? <laughs> so Alexis yes, slept with yes. his dad, <sighs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Christina, and then her dad slept with his mom and made Leo. Isn't that oh, hilarious? Yes, and a little gross. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so funny. It's like, what do they call that? Sex degrees of uh, separation. <laughs> that was good, that was good. Name of this podcast, or is that too inappropriate? I don't know, but it's, it's super funny. It's super funny. So yeah, aside from all that, like, I find that funny. I don't necessarily see it as like a roadblock. No. And I don't think Olivia does either. She was in the background being like, isn't this nice? You know? His wife's in a coma. She's getting a separation. I think this could work. Like, Olivia seems super into it. I know, which I thought was kind of cute. Because, honestly, at first, I couldn't read her look. I'm like, okay, is she is she upset because it's Alexis's daughter? Is she upset because no. Dante's moving on? But then, like, it, for, like, literally a nanosecond. And then I saw her just being Olivia and just wanting her son to be happy. Yeah. And seeing for the first time... Because I think with Olivia is the only time, and with Sam, that he is his true self. He is. Well, he, yeah, he's remnants of what he was, that charming guy. Yes. He, he is that with her, the, the fun version. You know what I mean? Like, when he's with Maxie, there's a seriousness to that. Yes, absolutely. But with Sam, there's a there's there's some fun there. And, and with Olivia, like, let's not forget, like, she had to deal with watching Lulu move on. 
Right. I'm oh my not gosh, saying, so I'm true. not saying at all that this factors into it, but I think it leaves Olivia just sort of open to the fact that when it comes to Dante and his life and Lulu, you know, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like she lived through it once through Lulu and now she, you know, she would live through it again. And in terms of, of Sam, like she likes Sam and, and Olivia is that mom type, you know, like she's a mama mm-hmm. bear like Carly and she is so not the type to like punish Sam for Alexis. No, and that's very true. And I know, and I mean, they went on that like caper together. She was talking to Sam, exactly. about, you know, making sure that she acknowledges Alexis and like stop the fighting. So Olivia is good. And I just, I loved it. It was such a perfect scene. And the things that Dante said and the way Sam was saying things to him, it was like gold, gold. It, it was, but let's remember, like, it's been a while now that they've been positioning Sam in the falconary orbit, mm-hmm. you know, pairing her with Olivia, pairing her with all these scenes with Dante. It was just hilarious to watch um, her in her essentially new new circle. Which is well, funny mm-hmm. because wouldn't it be expected considering she's her kids are always at the quarter mains? It's just like I feel like we're finally getting the inside look. Well, that's funny because you kind of took the words out of my mouth just in a different way. So when they were standing, I think, by the fireplace, or maybe when they walked in, Monica said... Um, make yourself at home. Because so it's thought, it, yeah. Exactly. It is kind of her home. She is kind of there. The kids get to stay there. But it, it was also like a sense of you and Dante. Like, is he still living there? Did he get his apartment? Like, what's happening there? He's he, he's back home. But the point is okay. that's where his mom lives. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's definitely a place. Like, they share a lot of commonalities. So they would be there a lot. And it was interesting. I don't know. I thought she was going to say more in her conversation with Dante. Mm-hmm. When she said, like, everything kind of crystallized for me today. And I'm like, what? <laughs> because I don't feel she <laughs> articulated that. I frankly thought she was going to articulate, like, the place in his life yes, crystallized with her. But she sort of moved on to then say, like, well, if I was with him, I'd still be there. And I'm like, okay, so this is the big revelation. And now that I'm not, I'm not there. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I think... I, I, I felt like it could have been articulated better, but I feel like, I mean, maybe what she was just saying is that, you know, if not for the separation, I'd be caught in chaos. And she's made a point of saying recently in different ways that she's looking for a less chaotic life. Yes, but I also think she's trying to get to know Dante and like it or not, if she knows she's flirting or not. But when you're getting to know somebody new, you're not divulging all of these deep, dark, I'm second to Carly. Carly will always be first. I'll be stuck in the mess. I'll be stuck in the drama. Like Dante kind of knows, like he's seen her whole life play out. But in that moment, I think she just really wanted to cut the conversation short and focus on her interaction with Dante. I see what you're saying. Like if, you know, she's coming at it from, again, unintentional but coming from that mentality and you're right when we talk about Dante and Sam they're always cute and fun and charming you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like they're quite light so talking about light and flirty I love when she was just talking about rediscovering herself and that Dante was all I'm excited to meet the new Sam I was like yes you are and I'm excited to see the both both of you together (laughs) me too I think he's definitely gonna be the first to get to know um Sam wink wink (laughs) um (laughs) And, and the thing is, what's really interesting is that, like, when we talk about Dante and Sam, we can't deny, like, a deep connection and what the scenes look like when he shares them with Maxie. Yes. Right? That's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we talk, like, huh, well, 
you know, he could just be with them both. You know what I mean? This could be a larger story. It's not fast. Maybe it's not like this fast thing. It has mm-hmm. to be a buildup. Like even what happened now, the fact that Dante and Sam are in this position, there was a lot of setup that led to this. So it's very possible that Dante's future journey can include Sam followed by Maxie. But when I thought about that dynamic, you know what I mean? About the fact that while it's so fun to watch him with Sam mm-hmm. and Maxie's not likely immediately, but there's something deep there. It's so funny. It made me think about Jason, Britt and Carly. Ooh. That okay. same vibe where Jason and Britt are hot and fun, but we can't deny the depth that he shares with Carly. And it's not just about having a long-standing relationship. Sonny is out of the picture. And we hypothesize, and let's say it's you know a possibility, for instance, that if the guy does come back to Fort Charles, you know, will he come back with Nina, for instance? Okay. Right? Let's... Exactly. So- So it's just like there's so many things that are shifting that make possible relationships that otherwise would have never been a thing. So I don't know. What do you think of that comparison in terms of these like immediate women versus deeper, long term, I don't know, women? Well, okay. I just think it, I know Carly's in the mix again, but it it makes me think of, you know, Carly in the mix with Jax and Sonny, there was many years of the back and forth. And, you know, Jax is that stable kind of represents that different thing. And Sonny was her whole heart, but there was some back and forth. There was Mm -hmm. lengthy time between the relationships. I could definitely see something happening with Dante with those two women at some point in time. Like there's no writing one off or the other. Yeah. So I'm on board, man. I'm on board for the journey. I'm here for the long haul. So what do you think about the whole Jason Britt Carly thing? Do you think it's a similar mm. path? <clears throat> I do because, okay, take a look at the scene when they're um, in the living room and Diane's there and just the, the comfort and fluidity of Carly speaking to Diane and then Jason kind of hands her a drink over her shoulder and then puts his hand on her they shoulder and she again. puts a hand on his. It was just, it was so natural and so normal, but above that friend line, it was just really kind of intimate and, and, um, knowing of each other and just knowing how to support her in that moment without words. And then you have the hot sexiness with Brit and the Valentine's a day. <laughs> wow. I feel like I have to rewatch the scene of Carly and Jason because that's the second time they've created this kind of dance with a prop. And by prop, I just mean like a drink or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's the second time they've created some kind of um, like dance between them, like moving parts that are happening as they're talking. Yes. And it really wow. sticks out because it's so natural. And then you have Jax just standing there like a boob. You know? <laughs> I lied. <laughs> I'm here too. <laughs> but it's like, in addition to that, it was also, um, this is another thing, but like, you know, when Jason gets that call. Yes. Just, yes. She doesn't, she yes. doesn't care. She's just like, yeah, go. Like even the way she did it, it was with such confidence. You know what I mean? Like she had her drink, she had her hand up. It was just her posture mm-hmm. was all confident. Well, was so like boss lady. Yeah, 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 go. Like it doesn't, it didn't phase her. You know what I mean? It, 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 like it was just, it was very, very interesting. She was, was very in charge, very in charge. And I can see something going on with them. But hey, this is super funny. So it was beyond flirty, uh, that scene with Jason and Britt. Like we saw him two seconds ago with Brando, which we'll get to even more. <laughs> and, 
And then we see him with Brit, massive transformation. So Johnny happens to walk in when I'm watching that and I'm mm -hmm. like this, oh my gosh, look at that smiling and giggling. Right? Like on behalf, like, and I'm referencing Jason, obviously. And Johnny's yes. like, like a joke? And I'm like, what? He's like, so you, you just said something like about Jason laughing and giggling, like you're joking, right? Cause I just saw a smirk and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you don't know Jason, like I do. That was excessive laughing. Like, I don't know what you think you saw, but that was Jason excessively laughing and excited about the potential of having sex is what it looked like to me. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right, and I know I keep giving away all my fave lines, but holy heck when she stared at him with her sparkly eyes and her smirk and said, too badass to spread a little love. <gasps> I was like... I didn't even realize. I was like... I took. I totally didn't even factor in how she said love because I was like, yeah, to pass around the uh, badge. This is what you're referencing. <laughs> Being a do-getter. Like, that's what I... Wow. Okay, yeah. 100% with that lollipop and everything. You're right. Mm -hmm. You're right. I think that was the intent behind that. So I'm really excited uh, to see more of that. <laughs> to see it. And like, okay, so we, we have to. We have to. Okay, so we're seeing how flirty he was, which is a stark contrast to um, his face with Brando, which was a lot of annoyance to, yes. frankly, I think, in connection to the stupidity I think he was faced with when it came to Brando's <laughs> situation. Like, like, even when he spilt the beans in front of Jordan, I feel like it's spilling the beans. Like, we know Jason to be excessively silent. And then to say, or maybe it was a gift. And then, <laughs> no. and I was like, it's, oh my, I'm like, I was like, oh, you just confessed. You just confessed. Like, what is happening? Jason, what is going on? And, you know, we forget that. I mean, I forgot anyways, that to a certain degree, Jordan is his ally with regards exactly. to Cyrus. And mm -hmm. so he goes on to explain his theory very smartly without really incriminating himself, which is why I think he was even more annoyed when the door shut. And Brando's like, why'd you shoot me, man? I was like, he just laid it out. Like, he just walked you through it. And then he had to say it again. It was very funny. It was very, like, little brother, big brother in a weird way. But it was a very funny dynamic. Yeah. You're so kind in how you say it, big brother, little brother. Because, again, little brother is very much like, you don't know anything. <laughs> so, like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> and even the whole plan about like Brando working for Cyrus like when I was watching their scenes together I'm like this is so useless like it right? legit looks like people forgot about this plan and Brando's just caught up <laughs> I know. driving Cyrus around like, I, I just think that like he would better be served just having continued to work alongside Carly and Jason because with Sunny gone you know it would have been better it would have been a yes. better situation for him than the one he's in now because it's really sticky like Cyrus is all like I'm gonna terminate you and it's like I don't know if he's talking about paperwork <laughs> you know and it scares me it's like oh I don't know it's a bad plan and I just think Brando is caught up in a bad way okay so talking about paperwork what do you think about the whole Brit situation and the uh, medication binder and her files being swiped Okay, okay, this is what I have to say. She opens her computer, Jason is standing over her shoulder, mm -hmm. giant words on a white 
little <laughs> window. Empty <laughs> files. And he's like, what's up? Did you, did you pull it all up? The guy who knows science and biology and who can read this can't see the big, like, that's what I was, that's what I was focused on. Um, yep. That's where I'm at that. I, I was more um, focused on whether or not she was going to let Jason in, in more ways than one, like about her shaking. <laughs> that's, that's what I was concerned about in those scenes. I mean, look, it sucks that she feels at a loss right now because she had a plan. She had her files and that's gone. But like mm-hmm. Jason said, do nothing. But I'm really scared about what she said, you know, like I won't have much time, but the fact that she's making an appointment with a specialist is telling me that there is hope that she's experiencing a lot of fear because she's never looked too deeply and she's not being treated formally for what's going on. And so I feel that maybe when she sees a doctor, I'm holding out hope that she'll be okay. I hope so too. But my concern in all of those scenes was, okay, so Cyrus knows that she's doing her own research. He's trying to, uh, silence her if he can't find his mother you know how he's very emotionally driven is he gonna set his sights on Brit and how is that gonna affect everything that Brit and Jason have planned is that gonna move this plan along is it you know they're gonna Jason and Brit are gonna become close over Valentine's Day and then and then what what like I just don't know how the whole thing is going to unfold with Cyrus and her I think something is going to happen you're not wrong he's targeting her the way he tried to um, corner her in the elevator yes, and Portia gave her the out. What's mm-hmm. really funny is that I, I look, I'm loving Brit. I like that a normal character acknowledged that she changed. So when TJ acknowledged to Brit yes. that she changed, mm-hmm. um, I love how committed the actress is to her character because I don't know if you noticed, but in this scene in the board meeting, when Leslie walked in, she winks at her. Like really, did you notice that? No. Okay, so she winks in kind of like agreement, like, yes, yes, somebody, somebody is going to save us in that way. So when Leslie comes in and she turns around, she gives that wink. And mind you, I don't even think she knows Leslie, but it's just she's looking for hope. And so what kind of got me was that, you know, remember, Portia, Jordan, you know, Laura, a bunch of people think that Brit is working with Cyrus. Mm -hmm. But when they were in that board meeting, like, I, I, I really hope, just me personally, that you know, Portia sees that Brit is not working with him. Like they were looking at each other. They both seem to be sharing um, concerned looks. So I'm hoping, you know, you know what? Now that I'm saying this, Portia can use a friend. Brit can use more friends. It would be nice to see these ladies become friends. And yeah, I guess I'm just tired of everybody thinking that Brit is working with Cyrus when it's just not the case. I agree. But yeah, all this to say, yes, I think he is going to do something to her. And on top of that, let's remember, like, a lot of hookups happen on the show. Like, let's just say unplanned or shocking hookups tend to happen around, like, alcohol, I guess. You know what I mean? Or a crazy (laughs) event. It's usually, like, alcohol or, like, being trapped together. A crisis, essentially. And with Jason, any type of connection he makes, I feel like especially because it's been so long and he has that history with Sam, like for something to happen with another woman, I feel like when it comes to Jason, there has to be like a massive like crisis an intense moment. So with Carly, there is a slow build. There's so many intense moments. So it's, we might build to that, but with Brit, it's the Cyrus situation. It's if they get cornered, that is the intensity that will bring them to sex. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that. (laughs) 
So any questions? Any, any, any questions? <laughs> I have a sexier than Jacksonina scene. Oh my, <laughs> oh my gosh, me too. Because like, let's remember Valentine's at Brooklyn's. I didn't think we saw anything, but it was hotter. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my god, that's so true. It was really hot. Oh my gosh, I'm like, it was so hot, and I'm like, wait, what did we see? <laughs> I think it was the line when she was like going into the shower. That's why, and she like invited him, but he's like, "It's okay." But it was just like the the. And, I think and it's like just how like chemistry. It started like she because they 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 moved the camera away, but she had like grabbed his tie and they like hooked up at the bar. But I mean, I guess it's the chemistry. Like I feel I weird so. saying that, but yeah, that was lots of chemistry. And so I guess it's time to talk about that nutcase. So Nina. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't. When she went into Jordan's <laughs> office, I was like, part of me was so annoyed, but the, the other part of me just wanted to see the crazy unfold, and I couldn't look away. Okay, so look, I want to say this. Why do I cringe, and I'm angry when Nina's on the screen, and mm-hmm, I admit mm-hmm. sometimes like a feeling of disgust. Similar feelings of when I used to watch Nell. Yes. Make no mistake. I still appreciate it so much. You know what I mean? Like, what's the point of watching if you're not irked in this way, if they're not pulling emotions from you? So while, yeah, of course, I I love the idea of, like, you know, Nina not crazy, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's an, it's an epic, like, enemyship. It's an epic rivalry. You know what I mean? Right? There's a lot there to work with that pits Nina and Carly, you know, against each other for, like, many years to come. But like Nell, what was hard when it came to her and what is difficult when it comes with Tanina is just the delusion. You know what I mean? Like you have reasons for sure to like not like Carly, but there's mm-hmm. a lot there that kind of bothered me. So I guess I'm going back a little bit to the confrontation at the at the gravesite, you yes. know. So, yeah, the thing that's difficult to watch, like, you know, regardless of whether it's Nell or Nina, is their delusion when it comes to their narrative around Carly. You could not like the girl, but it's just some of the the parts of their story are just really really twisted and that's what's really tough you know what I mean like it's all true Carly didn't like her it's 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 true but so is the fact that she didn't kill her and that's what's really annoying and so like Nina was vicious and went after her again it's kind of disgusting watching her act like Nell was some angel um and I like that Carly found ways to to put her back in her place oh my god to say the least well you know exactly what you're saying. Nina is looking at Carly a certain light, and but a lot of people look at Nina as who she is now. But Carly remembers this side of Nina. She yeah. remembers when she cut a baby out of Eva. Yeah. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carly's eyes when she finished yeah. her statement to Nina. Oh my God. I love that woman. I look hands down. I love that look. And I like when Carly went there because I think it's important to remember you were once crazy and maybe all that stuff about Nell that you keep whining about, (laughs) maybe that came from you. I loved shoving that in her face because she's making her out to be a victim. She keeps saying if it was just for another person, if it was just for more support, I don't know what's everybody's obsession with trying to compare Nell to Carly or even acting like Carly wants any of this. The psycho came to town and because it's too painful to acknowledge that her father 
was a crappy person and the person in charge of taking care of her. And he was horrible to her. It's so much easier for her to just blame Carly for everything. And now Nina is now doing that same thing with Carly. And when she keeps going, like, Carly, you, you're neighbors, you're neighbors. And I'm like, you need friends and family and support. Like, 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 look, nobody here is in a cult. Um, Carly doesn't (laughs) hide who she is. Everybody knows the good and the bad parts of her, but let's forget. Sorry. Let's (laughs) forget. (laughs) Okay, done. I don't even know. (laughs) Let's not forget that for people to stay in your life, there has to be some kind of mutualness to the whole thing. You know what I mean? There has to be Mm -hmm. some give and take. So the reality is, is that, is it Carly's fault that you and Nell can't maintain or build relationships? Because as you say, Carly came here with nothing and was disturbed. Right? Oh my gosh. And through all of this, Jason's face oh my god classic <laughs> and amazing. he spoke up and he spoke up he was like just stop just <laughs> stop i can't with this crap and what drove me even more mad was when she was talking to valentine and saying Ugh. stuff like carly's the reason nell is dead and i'm like Ugh. carly's the reason not because nell ran off of the cliff in an attempt right? to evade the police like nina like just keep talking about accountability like how can you keep talking about accountability and carly and not keep in mind nell's actions and how it led to her own death and when she keeps on going and harping on this fact it really really grated at me like how do we know carly put out an effort you know she said she hesitated in air quotes and i'm like because you heard her tell the story. That's how you know. <laughs> you know, and you heard the story when they didn't know you were listening. So what's it going to be? Because you're taking parts of those, you believe part of what they say and not parts. I get that you don't trust them and they've not given you a reason not to, but you actually overheard someone say how I tried. Exactly. How it haunts me that I couldn't save her. And then when Nina follows up all of those, you know, accusations with, you know, that she really didn't like her. You know, we're expecting to believe that she tried to save someone that she didn't really like. Like, that says a lot about you that you even sort of went there. That because Carly didn't like Nell, that she wouldn't have tried to save Nell in a moment of crisis. Exactly. The fact that Nina questioned that, I think, really speaks to, you know, where she's added a person and perhaps the cap to her personal growth and development okay so here's the thing and what you're saying is leading exactly to what i want to say so then there's that conversation with valentine and he has made strides in the decisions that he has made he has turned his whole entire life around Mm -hmm. and i love the contrast between carly's life and her follow enablers but really it's her support system like you explained and nina doesn't really have any and now she's recruiting valentine who's someone she knows that absolutely loves her and would do anything for her but Valentine is at the point in his life where even for Peter, he's not going to enable him. He is not going to let him do any further harm. He is not going to follow this plan with Nina to harm Carly. And no, that's when Nina's so. going to have to take a hard look in the mirror to realize that even Valentine is not on her side. Yes, I totally agree. And I also think that Valentine... Like the, the example you brought, you, you brought up about him and Peter, like dead on. And I also think that like Valentine is not going to be alone there. You know, like there's also Ava. Like when I think about oh. that, you know, like the fact that they brought up Avery, you know, that Carly brought up Avery this week. And mm-hmm. last week we saw Ava attempting to kind of pull Nina back being like, really? Like, I don't know, a custody battle. Is that really the route you want to go? Um, I just think 
we saw them today cheersing to like this is happiness and Ava's worked really hard to get where she is mm-hmm. and she didn't even let her brother get in the way of that right so I don't think that if like Nina makes that leap that she would keep her around she has her love she has Nicholas she has Franco like she has these other people that are a lot more significant and while I think she appreciates her relationship her friendship with Nina while I think she you know would love to have it I think that if Nina stops holding up her end of the bargain and is not necessarily going down the path that 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 what (laughs) that Ava doesn't agree with yeah I mean she's one of those like I hate to say it but she's like a toxic friend Exactly. And you gotta cut her. <laughs> exactly. So I think that's a real possibility. And even just going back to Valentine for a second, you know, just like you, you see how calm and collected and smart he is. Like you, mm-hmm. I like it's you. It just oozes from him. And mm-hmm. even when he was there with Nina, and even when she was saying all these things, like Valentine never made an attempt to take advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, he really tries to to point out what can and can't be done, I find. And he really points out the consequences to things. Like he thinks in a way that most people don't. Like even when he attempts to help um, like Ma- Martin, sometimes it doesn't look like it, but he really is putting in the effort to help him the best he can. Yes. You know, really trying to save people from themselves. So yeah, I'm just curious. Like, again, we know this this whole warpath between Nina and Carly and it, you know, again, I'm, I'm here for it. I want to see how this all plays out. But I am interested just even on Nina's side and from Nina's world and from her perspective, like the damage she's going to do. I'm kind of wanting to see like what's going to go on there. Me too. So since we're still at that restaurant and we're talking about Ava, did you think the same thing as me, which we rarely do, but I'm going to ask anyways, when that box arrived at the table, Mm. my heart stopped. Did Mm -hmm, yours? mm -hmm. I was scared it was something from Ryan, like a yes, body part. Yes, okay, we did think the same, but I did think that too. <laughs> yeah, but it was just a bug. Which I don't quite understand, and I'm trying to interpret the meaning behind it. Right? Because it's like, all we know is that he can smirk. So I don't really know how his smirk orchestrated the bug. Well, I think he's lying. I think he can actually move. And when I'm thinking bug, it's like, it's either like a cockroach never dies so like like him, he has like multiple lives, mm-hmm. or I'm you know, you know they say like I'm gonna bug the walls, like I'm listening to you all the time. So I'm like, there's a couple of different metaphors that can be used to explain why he picked that specific gift. Thank you. That's all I have to say. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. That was that was really bizarre. Okay, so just a quick note about the Port Charles Grill. People mm-hmm. finally, people who hate Carly finally have somewhere else to go. Right? Because all these people who don't like her keep showing <laughs> up to her establishment. Now you have no excuse. You don't like her. You don't want to be around her. Go somewhere else. <laughs> and I just have to say, Jackie made a nice save with Cyrus. I was kind of scared. I didn't know where she yes. was going when she was, you know, saying she was investigating the disappearance of his mom and that she was going to Vermont. I was like, what are you doing? But it was really mm-hmm. smart and a really good save. And... I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about the caper with Martin? Like the fact that they could be doing this together? Is that anything? I kind of wanted to see a caper with Valentine included. I would have loved to see the three of them in like a road trip car scene. 
like bickering a little bit, getting it's lost true. and trying to find their way there. Like, I think it would have been a nice little scene. Um, so I don't know. I hope Valentine kind of joins back. I don't think there's anything there like chemistry wise uh, with Martin, but I can see them okay. fumbling Just through fun. some sort of mystery. Exactly. Just fun. Okay. Um, so now, okay, remember that Jackie wanted Scott to call Bobby because she wanted to catch up and have drinks. Mm-hmm. But now she's super comfortable with the idea of Bobby being in jail. <laughs> I was like, I guess we're not that close. No, I mean, they were, what'd you say? Like, they were friends a million years ago. That means nothing. She will cut you. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and so about the other patrons of the Port Charles Grill, you have Elizabeth there with Franco. And I'm just mm. saying, maybe don't talk shit about an unstable murderer in earshot. Like, right? if you believe him oh. to be an unstable murderer and can, like, as you say, cut you at any time. <laughs> Why are you saying what you're saying? And then what was the case? Like, obviously, Elizabeth is vulnerable. So so it means that she received Ava really well. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, like, she actually leaned on her a little bit and opened up a little bit. And I think, you know, when Elizabeth is not all over the place and in that moment right now where she senses everyone hates Franco and she knows Ava loves Franco, it, I think it, it allows her to connect with Ava a lot more. But oh, my what gosh, I, yes. But what I thought was funny was when she started talking about like how other people are talking about Franco and she mm-hmm. mentioned something like it's really bothering Franco and I'm like no it's not like it's bothering <laughs> you like Franco has never cared he cares more about your safety he probably cares more about like the hair loss and the experience yeah. he's going through and everything that comes along with that as opposed to what people say it's just like it just it was bizarre to me that Elizabeth was saying that. Like, I think it's just true. a little bit of her delusion. Projecting, really. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Okay. So let me ask you. <laughs> Before I ask you this, let's just talk a little bit about Molly and TJ. <laughs> so with TJ, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. when he walked back into the hospital, <laughs> I was like, can you not find the door? Like, what is going on with you? <laughs> to my knowledge, you're not even, like, on schedule. So nobody's calling you. Like, just go. And then what I liked was that when he walked back in and his mom was there, yeah. I guess this is how I see it. Like, whenever we talk about, like, these shifts, you know what I mean? Like, Dante with Sam and, and, and like, potential of Jason and Carly. Just all these potential couples. It's just that there's, like, a big shift going and we're getting a preview of people's new circles, if you will. And I guess when I saw TJ and Jordan, I guess I saw, like, a preview that you know they're gonna regain their circle mm-hmm. she's making this connection with tj yes. and curtis and portia will be out there so jordan will get her life back in a way just oh, minus absolutely. minus <laughs> d- yeah <laughs> it won't take long but just minus curtis so for me i was just like i just feel like all these scenes lately just kind of highlight to us everybody's like sort of upcoming or new social circle so um what did you think it means when christina handed the cash because now nobody can say like my daddy's a mobster um he's not dead so it's okay for me to say that but Uh she can't say that but then she put the cash and i just don't know if it's significant like let's remember christina hasn't been on screen a lot so is there more to the cash or is just this a stupid bribe that is a really good question because when they zoomed in on the $50, I'm like, one, we don't even know where she works and what her job is. It's true because didn't Ava pack up? Yes. Yes. 
So that was my first thought. I'm like, where's this girl getting this money from? And she's really got those mob moves, but it, you know, that's just, she knows a little bit about the life. But my first thing was, where did she get the money? Like to me, that was the clue to the next thing. I am hoping honestly, desperately, because we love Christina, that they're just going to delve in a little bit more to her story because I want to know where that money came from because Charlie's is all packed up. Me too. I'm excited to see. And it makes me hopeful that she'll stick around for a little bit. Me too. And I love, 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 love that Christina was her choice. Me too. It was so needed. It was so needed because Christina, it almost feels like she's on the outskirts while she literally is always on the outskirts. Yeah. (laughs) And it was just so nice to have Molly choose her for, for the reasons that she said, you know, like Alexis is obviously going through a hard time. Sam's going through a hard time, but I think it's more so like Christina's honest and dependable and she knows that she'll stand up for her in the way that she needs in that moment with no judgment. I think so too. I think so too. And I think it's like the reality is they did grow up together. And so while Sam is their sister too, and I'm not saying it's anything like that, but like Mm -hmm. sometimes we forget because Christina is not on scene a lot that they grew up together and they're actually sisters and (laughs) is important. And she's an actual character on the show. So it's, it's, it's nice to have someone acknowledge and appreciate her. Um, And also like, like again like how I said earlier that like Jordan is sort of back with with TJ like the fact that they've reconnected you know to give him the ride but it's also Mm -hmm. really significant if they make it on time because I'm thinking that perhaps Jordan can throw her weight around (gasps) to make sure that they do get married and the fact that she's there for such a a significant moment sort of re-solidifies you know her space in TJ's life not to mention her offer for the siren (laughs) I freaking love that so much and exactly that because she was kind of the one that pushed them apart and now she'll be the one to kind of like swoop in at the 11th hour I was about to say 7th hour but (laughs) I get it kids are tiring and we tend to go to bed at the 7th hour (laughs) (laughs) yes I think it's perfect it was just a perfect way to wrap that up oh god I I can't explain why it's inevitable that I just am not prepared for this next segment of ours. What do what you what are you not prepared for? Favorite lines. I know. In the book. I know. I'm just <laughs> like literally, I was talking to Johnny about it. And I'm like, like it's not even pretend. Like I, I literally clam up every time she she goes there, and it, it happens every week. But it's just by the time I finish watching and get my notes ready, I like it's just it didn't happen. Okay, but wait, do we want to talk about the teens? Yes, sure, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, like I'm frankly, I'm just like I don't want any of you to go to college. <laughs> Right. So I'm like, I don't know. It was sweet everything that that Josh said about him getting into Stanford and about you know how life was going to change anyway. But at first, when she was looking at him, I was like, Where are you going to school? Are you going to school nearby? But anyways, I was just really sad. I, I it makes me wonder because they're bringing up colleges. It does make me wonder what is going to happen. Like, are they actually going to be off screen briefly, shortly? You know what? I think that they might stick around because Kim, especially when Franco got home and was telling him about the hair situation and trying to make light of it, the whole reason I think that Cam hasn't accepted is obviously he, I think he even said it. He wants to be there for Franco. Yeah. And even if Joss goes away, goes away to school, I think Trina will hang close. I think you might be right with that. And I've been thinking a lot about the fact that his um, 
TV dad is returning to GH. Yes. And so I'm wondering two things. No, maybe uh-huh. it's one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm puffing myself up like this. I, I know two whole things, okay? Two whole things. Um, so last time we said that, you know, if he comes back, he has to be some kind of relative of connection to Cam. Like you can't have Cam on the show and bring him back and there'd be no connection. But then I also wondered... Could he come back as the person who helps medically save Franco? Like another <gasps> specialist doctor that she tracks down and is like, wait a second, you have my baby daddy face. Or maybe he is related, but also a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. I, okay. <laughs> I don't mean a bizarre coincidence, but like she finds him that way. I like that. I like that very much. So, okay, let's call it a wrap. Uh, let's not do the other stuff. <laughs> Okay, okay, so I will start because usually I let you start and then this happens. Yes. <laughs> so I will I will go and then sometimes it warms you up. Oh, Brit, I'll give her a start. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> oh, that was it. Okay. So mine is, you know, I gave away my lines already throughout the podcast. So my favorite scene or one of my favorite scenes was Olivia and Monica, like I totally called yes! it, right? Okay, so that conversation yes. where she's like, you know, this is your home. And she's like, it's not my house either, kind of. So you can stay here. Love you. Let's do this thing. You're a quarterman now. I was like, she got the blessing. She's staying. Okay, you're so right. I have to also say that I love that because I don't know, it was the most beautiful speech coming from the right person. You know what yes. I mean? It wasn't like Tracy telling her you can stay. It wasn't coming from Michael. It was straight up coming from Monica, who became a quarter main. And I, I said it like Monica's on fire. The woman has no filter. She doesn't care. She is so funny. Like the eye roll she gave Leslie when she came to the door was just everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so I said something to Johnny about that. Like, mm-hmm. to my understanding, there was probably a lot of men involved in terms of why they don't like each other a ton. Yeah. And so Johnny was just sort of asking me about that. And I know minimal, but I, I, I feel like that's a part of it. And I was like, even whores grow up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's what that is right there. Well, wasn't that Bobby? <laughs> Sorry, but wasn't that what Bobby was? <laughs> yeah, technically. <laughs> and she's a nurse now doing kidnapping and stuff. So she's Oh like... my God, do I have to cut this out? <laughs> Okay, I'm going to move on to my favorite line as if nothing yeah. happened. <laughs> okay, so I have two more things to run down. So one is an observation, one is a line. So when the girls walk in and Cam kind of deepens his voice after he was singing a lovely song like an angel, if I was a teenager, I would be completely in love with him. They said, what were you going to do, sing us to death? <laughs> yes, that was really hilarious. Also, we're not done. We didn't talk about Sunny, so I'm just oh, going to... I'm just going to go there for a minute. I'm just going to go there. So I know this is mean, but when they walked into the bar and like really upset and saying, how do we recover from this? I'm like, I don't know, pick up a table and a chair. Like, I just feel that I know it looks trash. But what I also see is tables and chairs being put down gently. Like even your jukebox, nothing was broken. Glass, like, like glasses were broken, but everything else was just like, Crooked. napkins you know? yeah like things, things just fell and toppled like you're okay and if, and like at first I was sort of like did Sonny just like legit walk out of the bar and take that guy home but then he reiterated later yes. yeah no you can check I actually locked I locked the door and um 
the best of the best was when mm-hmm. the cop was like, <laughs> I couldn't pull any prints. I tried. I rubbed and I rubbed and I rubbed. <laughs> it's I like a genie bottle, right? <laughs> Sorry. I was like, what cop school did you go to? Like, what is going on? And like his inability to investigate, he's like, well, these crimes were happening. He's like, well, I think they started like before I got here. He's like, yeah, but you came relatively close. And I feel like, I mean, it's a smoking it's not gun. Factual. And it's just like, he's like, well, why don't you do your job and actually try to investigate? It was just really bizarre. Well, he's a good candidate for the uh, PCPD. I feel like he follows suit. <laughs> oh my gosh. On that note, this is super funny. JL Palm 216 said this about that, about like Nina banging the necklaces together um, <laughs> to demonstrate a genetic connection between her and Nell. Um, she said, hey, now, that necklace could very well be the only case they closed this year. <laughs> like, because Jordan said nothing. She was just like, like oh, oh, yes. That is she accurate. is your daughter. I see. Oh, I can't. I know you've been looking for a while. I was like, honestly? It was super funny. Oh, my God. I love it so hard. No, um, we're done. No, sorry. Okay, now I have one last thing to say. Yeah. Okay. So there was a scene with Carly and Jax and well, and Joss comes home and they're explaining to her everything that happened about Nina and, you know, at the gravesite and, and all of the details. And all I kept thinking, honestly, was like, I feel so sad for that girl. She does not have a chance to be an irresponsible teen. And I have a vote in. I want to see her be an irresponsible teen. Not with Cam, not with Trina. Maybe when she's in college, I want to see her be a little irresponsible. Okay. There was that one time she wanted to wear a sexy dress. Really? (laughs) And she she got a talking to. Um, But, okay, there is one thing I have to add. And it was about (laughs) Joss. We're doing a fantastic job this week talking about three episodes. It's so Um, funny. (laughs) It's not funny. I have to edit this. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm just the talent. You're the brains. I don't know. (laughs) So what kind of got me was that Joss comes home. Because remember, the funeral got disrupted by by Nina. So Mm -hmm. Joss comes home. She's like, oh, I was trying to do my homework and I couldn't concentrate. And I'm like, well, yeah, you just came from a funeral. And then you went to your friend's house to try to do some homework. Of course, like, what? That that kind of got me. I was like, what is happening here? Right? It's such a skewed way to live. That poor Joss. She needs yeah. to get a tattoo or something. Ah, she should just go hang out with Christina. <gasps> if she wants to make mistakes. <laughs> Aw. I know. I know she is doing good. But it was Are you being there. a Davis sister to Christina right now? I think so. I think so. Take it back. I'm, be- I'm being an Alexis. I'm being an Alexis. <laughs> okay 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 i think i think do you think we did it um no okay so just one other thing (laughs) i just have to say this (laughs) we're sorry people (laughs) old lucas would have never been such a douche and assume felix wanted a date or to be his second choice again Oh, that's right? so true. I feel like old Lucas would have been like, yeah, man, let's go for a drink. Like, right? what? what's with this guy? 
And Jordan's back, by the way, if no one caught that. There was no voiceover. How am I supposed to know? <laughs> like, I'm like, don't you want a voiceover? I'm like, I don't need one for that. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Maybe I do. In my head, this was happening. As soon as I, I said, well, no, I know who she is. Then I was thinking, Jordan is reprising the role of Jordan. <laughs> I kind of love it. You know what I mean? But yeah, I think that that's, that should be a thing. I think so, too. All right. Oh, my God. Did we do it? <laughs> now I'm done. I'm done. Okay, we did it. Oh, gosh, guys. Thanks for sticking with us. This has been great. That's a wrap. Have a lovely weekend. Bye, everybody. Bye.